Hi, welcome to Composing Tips, the Media Composer podcast. I'm Nico, and in this episode, we are going to look at an older sample library that still gets talked about quite a bit, Spitfire Audio Albion 1. In the recent years, there has been an influx of all-in-one orchestral sample libraries. I'm thinking about the likes of Audio Imperia Nucleus, Steinberg Iconica, Orchestral Tools Berlin Orchestra, VSL Synchron Prime, or even Spitfire Audio Abbey Road 1, and so on, and so on, and so on. Lots and lots of new libraries. In there, there is still the venerable Albion 1. Even though it has undergone massive changes and several updates, including new recordings, it has been around for over 10 years. So you will agree with me that it is hardly the new bell of the ball, right? And we all know that in this industry, a lot of people are attracted to the new shiny that promises them that they are going to write better music if only they buy a new library. But really, is Albion One still worth to get today? That's what I'm trying to answer in this episode. And spoiler alert, I still use Albion One quite a lot. First, what do we get with Albion One? Honestly, there is so much content that I could do a separate episode on each section. First, we get everyone's favorite, the strings. We also get some brass ensembles. Let's not forget the woodwinds. Albion One also contains percussion, both small and larger than life percussion. We get a 
ton of categorized synth presets. These synths, they run in Spitfire's own eDNA engine. Basically, it is a player that works inside contact and it is used by other Spitfire libraries such as eDNA Earth. On top of that, we also get a bunch of rhythmic loops and last but not least, in the legacy folder, we get access to older samples. Those samples that Spitfire decided to keep such as, for example, there, there are the symbols hits and rolls, or there are also older woodwind short articulations, and so on. Frankly, going through the whole content of Albion 1 is a journey that can take days. As for the features themselves, we get four microphone signals, the close, three ambient and outriggers microphones. For certain patches, Albion 1 has a feature that they call the Ostinatum. Simply, it is a sequencer that you can use for programming your own Ostinator lines. Of course, that comes with ready-to-go presets. You don't even have to write your own sequencer lines. There is a folder with a bunch of presets that you can start with. Before I continue talking about Albion 1, I wrote a quick test track that uses as much as the content as possible. Note that I did not use any other sample library. Everything that you will hear comes from Albion 1 and Albion 1 only. And while I was at it, I mixed it and mastered it using the Cubase stock plugins only. There are no fancy plugins on top of that. The track is called Fausta's Revenge.
Right. So how is Albion 1 holding up in 2022 when compared to the shiny new libraries? Quite frankly, well-regarded samples do not age. The features are on par with what you would find in other newer packages, and uh, I would argue that some features are even better. I'm thinking about things like the capability to adjust the tightness of the short articulations or the release, or for example, to use the automatic layering directly from the UI. Uh, if you know about the transposing trick, Spitfire built that in Albion 1 user interface. You can just use it from there and layer the library with itself. Um, this is quite cool. I use that a lot. Now, Albion 1 requires a specific workflow, though. This has nothing to do with the edge of the library. It is just how it works and how it was designed. By this, I mean that Albion 1 only features ensemble patches. For example, you have a strings patch. You do not have sections like violins 1, violins 2, violas, and so on. You really only have a strings patch, and depending on what octave you are playing, the correct sections will be triggered. For brass, for example, you have low brass, mid brass, and high brass. You do not have horns and trumpets and tubas, and no, it's just low, mid, and high. And for the woodwinds, you have low and high woodwinds patches split uh, yeah, into those two separate patches, low and high. Obviously, this makes traditional four-part writing a bit difficult. But look, this is not the goal of the library either. Albion 1 shines when it comes to producing a professional result quickly. If writing long legato lines is your main focus, Albion 1 may not be adapted either. For example, for the strings, you only have legato patches, but in octaves, meaning, for example, if you take the high strings and you want uh, violins, legato line, the violins one and two will play that line, but in octaves. And there is nothing you can do about it if you, if you want the second violins to play something different. The legato transitions themselves well, they are not that great, as you could probably pick up uh, from the previous examples. Yet, I still use Albion 1 quite a lot, mostly for the ensemble short articulations in the strings and in the woodwinds. And also, I really, really like the low brass. When, uh, for example, I need a large brass pedal note, and I do not want to layer different individual sections, Albion 1 does the job really, really well. Last but not least, Albion 1 was recorded at Air Studios, like countless other Spitfire libraries. That means it matches very well with the other Albions, 
for, for a start, or with the Spitfire Symphony Orchestra, or with the Spitfire Appassionata Strings. I use these in conjunctions in many, many of my projects, and I have to say I'm very happy with that because I'm a huge, huge fan of the sound of Air Studios Lindhurst. With that said, I would definitely recommend Albion One as your first orchestral library or as a supplement to your existing toolkit if you already have a bunch of libraries. In normal times, it retails for $449, but as you know, Spitfire often runs sales, holiday sales, Black Friday, spring sales, summer sales, etc. And I've seen it at 20% off, 30% off, even 40% off at times. So if you are considering buying Albion One, maybe wait for a sale. And voila, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. I hope that you enjoyed it and that it prompts you to discover or maybe rediscover this library. And now, go write some great music. Hey, did you enjoy this episode? Do you want more content? So head over to composingtips.com and join the community there. You will find more episodes, videos, project files, as well as a forum where you will be able to connect with like-minded people. It's all free, so register today on composingtips.com.